Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father God, we thank you. We just bless you. We just exalt your name. We magnify your holy name. We say, Father, be glorified. And even now, Lord, we're going into your world. Your world is life. Your world is spirit. It's a perfect word of liberty. You told us. We ask him, Father, that that liberation will come to us as we receive the word in the name of Jesus Christ. Get us closer to you, God, by reason of the word. Because the foundation of the world is laid by the world. And you are sustaining the universe by your word. That means the word can sustain us. The world can only give us life, but can also sustain us even with the life given to us. Thank you, Father, for your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Okay, I'm trying to round up this. Uh, this is going to be part four of the root of bitterness, but I'm trying to round it up today if I can. I just want to believe I'll be able to do that. Uh, yes, I'm just going to give you some scriptures that you go read on your own. Um, and so I'm going to be dealing with the aspect that I mentioned to you last week, uh, call it overcoming the spiritual bitterness. Uh, how do you overcome bitterness? What are the things you are supposed to do to overcome bitterness? And this is very important. So that is what we want to be dealing with this morning and in this particular section. Amen? Okay. Uh, simple definition again and what causes bitterness, like since I'm summarizing, let me just recap a little bit. Bitterness actually comes from anger. Like I said before, uh, it comes from anger, it comes from grudges, it comes from resentment. Uh, these are the three major factors that contribute to bitterness. And bitter people are so tied up with their circle of anger, self-destructive actions, guilt, and helplessness that can hardly think of other people's need or wants. Bitter people, listen closely, bitter people are so tied up. You understand what I mean? They are so tied up, they are so yoked, they are so bound with that spirit which is self-destructive. They are so full of guilt within them, helplessness, so that they can only think of other people's needs or wants in life. Everything is about them. Bitter people, everything is about them, so they don't think about other people. Now, this spirit is destructive. I keep saying that. And because they are so yoked and tied up, they don't think of other people. They don't think about, because they are always after themselves, they don't think about other people. How other people feel, they don't think about that. Praise God. People who are bitter want love. That's what I've discovered. Those who are bitter, they want love. But they can hardly give love to other people. They want love. The only way they feel, yes, you, I mean, not to be bitter about you or whatever is. The love you extend to them. They want love all the time. But they don't have love to give to anybody. When they try to express love, it is to gain acceptance and recognition. 
I'm trying to tell you how spirit of bitterness work. What they try to express love is to gain an acceptance from you and recognition. And when you don't give them that recognition, they go back to bitterness. I don't know if I get in this. You see, I'm saying this to all of us, not just to anybody, so that we can check our spirit, that we can walk in the light of God's word. So bitter people, they don't know how to express love. And when they try to express love, it is for recognition and for you to submit to them. If that is missing, they fly into bitterness. And they begin to recount how much they've done for you that you don't value. Do you understand this? It's a subtle, dangerous, wicked spirit. And that is why we must all try to avoid it. Praise the Lord. So with true bitterness, the definition of love is missing. What's the true definition of love? Love is long-suffering. Love does not count on error. How many of you understand? First Corinthians 13. If you go to First Corinthians 13, which is the true agape love of God, is missing where there is bitterness. Hmm? The vocabulary of true love is completely missing when it comes to the spirit of bitterness. Because one of the things that the spirit of, I mean, the true love actually entails is long-suffering, patience, meekness. You understand what I mean? Now, all of these things are missing. Those who are bitter don't want to give you time to repent. They don't have long-suffering. They don't have patience. They are not gentle towards even, if I may use the word, correcting you if I don't want to correct you. They are not gentle. So everything about love is missing once bitterness is in your heart. Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us that true love endures all things, not some. True love endures all things. With bitterness, that is meeting. They can endure you. We can endure people once we are bitter. You get what I mean? Yeah, everything they do offends us. Because remember, it's based on anger, resentment, all of this stuff. Everything, every action offends us. So we don't have long suffering. It's cut off. Once you are bitter against your wife, or your husband, or your children, or your mother, or whatever. That long suffering is cut off. You can you can find it. You find it difficult to enjoy people for a long time. Praise God. And that is because there is a root of bitterness working in your heart. So the key to fighting bitterness primarily is forgiveness. The primary thing to fight bitterness is forgiveness. If you can handle that. That is a primary, primary and key thing to fight bitterness is what forgiveness. Don't, for, don't forget this. You see, you are the one destroying yourself when you are working in bitterness. Is that okay? You have the greatest problem when you are working in bitterness. So that is why it's important for you to forgive people. Because bitterness destroys you. Hallelujah. 
as you forgive others who hurt you, you let them off the hook. You forgive people that hurt you, you let them off the hook. And that was the next thing you do. You take those issues and give it to God. God comes in to bring justice to the situation, even on your behalf. That is why Peter will say, cast your cares upon him. Part of the cares you cast upon God is your spirit of bitterness. So when you forgive others, you take the problem to God and leave it with God. God now be the one to do what? To solve the problem. The real justice that is needed, which you are looking for, comes from God. That's why the Bible says God is a God of justice. You want justice because you are hot. That's why you are bitter. So you want solution. You want justice. Now the thing is you can, with that same spirit, have the situation. So when you forgive the people and give it to God, God comes in with justice that will satisfy you, that will give you joy, that will bring peace to your heart. Are you following me? Praise God. So that is what you do. Forgiveness. The perfect justice you want can only come from God. So with that, you step into freedom. Instead of being held in bondage or bitterness. And I told you the last time, once you are bitter with somebody, you put yourself in slavery to the person. Because every thought, every sight of that individual triggers something in your spirit. You are never happy once you've seen the people. You are living in bondage just because somebody hurt you and you are bitter about that individual. So your true freedom comes when you forgive other people and take the issue to God. You get justice, your freedom now comes, your peace now comes, your joy now comes because you are overlooking, in quotes, what the people have done to you. Allow God to bring justice to your life so that you can live in freedom. Because that spirit, like I keep saying, is a dangerous spirit. Do you understand that? Praise the Lord. So, let me look at um, about 10, 11 ways by which you can overcome bitterness. Number one, look at Job chapter 7 verse 11 from a simplest translation, if you will. Job 7 verse 11. Spirit of bitterness. Therefore, I will not keep silent. I will speak out in the anguish of my spirit, bitterness of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. I will not keep quiet. One of the most important ways by which you overcome the spirit of bitterness will speak out. You got to speak out when you're bitter. Don't keep it there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't keep it there. You got to speak out. Otherwise, it will eat you up. If you are bitter, if you are angry, speak out. Let it off. Now, sometimes in speaking out, it could be with anger, you may not be able to get the right thing to present. So, I recommend you speak to someone whom you can trust 
Look for somebody that you can trust and pour out your heart while you are bitter. Amen? I use the word trust because if I come to talk to you while I'm bitter against somebody and I get to hear about what I told you from a third person, I'm not going to be bitter with you and about you. So, the person you are opening up to, because you're bitter, has to be somebody you trust. You can talk to everybody. Because you can trust everybody. Uncle, are you getting what I'm saying? Very important. You can talk to everybody. You can give your complaint to everybody. You got to find people you can trust. Refrains. That you know you're discussing with them and it's ending there. And they can be able to give you answers to why you may as well continue with the bitterness. But the point is you got to speak. Hallelujah. So, one of the reasons why you can be bitter all the time because you don't have people you talk to. You don't have good friends that you can relate to. But scripturally, this is so important. It's like venting. You vent, you're opening up. You understand what I mean? You're bottled up and you're opening up. You're giving up so that you can be free. So your freedom comes when you open up while you are bitter. But you talk to people so that they can reason with you. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So you can bottle up. You just be there. Ah. You know, those who drink coke, whatever. You know what I mean? When you open the, the lid, you know what happened? The gas comes up. Now that's the main thing. Everything has been bottled up in you with anger and all of those things. By the time you open up, the thing releases and you are free. The bad gas <laughs> with which you cut the bottle is given out. But you got to find somebody who can contain what you are saying. Because if you talk to someone and somebody has got to hear what you told that individual, you will lose trust, you will lose confidence, you become bitter again against that individual. But the scripture is telling us we need to speak. Hallelujah. Are we here? Good. Number two. To handle the situation that have led to your bitterness, the best you can do is overlooking the situation. Try to overlook the situation. In trying to overlook the situation, you're giving consideration not only to yourself, but to the person who made you to be hurt. In other words, you are giving allowances for human weakness. You are giving allowances for human frailty. Amen? You got to overlook. Praise the Lord. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 5, very quickly. And we'll look at verse 1. I want to show you verse 1. Every high priest is selected from among men and is appointed to represent them in the matters relating to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. Verse 2. 
He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray. Seizing himself is subject to witness. That's the point. As at when you are bitter with somebody, you are like a priest. You hold the authority. But understand the fact that that's why I say you give room. You are giving room to human witness because you are also having witnesses in your life. You, you understand what I mean? You have your own problem. So when I say overlook this situation, you are giving room to this situation. You are looking at it this way. I also have witness. That person has witness. Because a human being, I'm also a human being. I don't know if you are getting that. Good. In other words, you are overlooking the fault at that moment. Because you can also begin to see that you also have fault, even though they are not obvious. Just like you are bitter about somebody, somebody else is bitter about you. Because you have your own fault. I don't know if you are getting this. That's why you must overlook situations. To get your freedom, overlook situations. How are you going to overlook situations? Because I know that I also have my witness as a human being. I have my faults. Praise the living God. Are you following me? Amen. I mean, for me, since I started studying this root of bitterness, a lot of things are actually taking place in my life. A lot. Amen. Uh, because it's not funny that God have to put it in scripture for us to read. That means there's a warning because of the danger that goes with it. Number three. Overcoming the spirit of bitterness, number three, is stop speculation on why the person hurt you. Stop speculation on why the person hurt you. Don't try to find reasons why the person hurt you. The reason is, there's a common saying that an idle mind is the devil's workshop. When the mind is not engaged in constructive thoughts, the negative thoughts in your mind keep on expanding wider and wider every moment. So don't go into speculation why the person hurt you. Just deal with the situation there. This is what you've done. You shouldn't have done this to me. Deal with the situation right there. No speculation. Because when you go into speculation, the devil gives you a lot of branches where you must go into. Reasons why the person did what he did. A thousand and one reasons will begin to pour into your mind. And guess what? At the moment those things are running through your mind, your peace is gone, your joy is gone, everything about you is crashing down. So don't give room for speculation. Minister Lucky, you hurt me. I don't like what you've done to me. You shouldn't have done this to me. Simple. Let the person speak. End it there. Don't speculate. Don't hide yourself. Remember where we're coming from, you must speak. Don't hide behind I am hot and start speculation. You expounded the reasons why this thing happened and they keep on draining your energy. Remember, 
The more your energy is drained, which is supposed to be positive energy, right now it is negative energy, the more some chemical imbalances in your body begin to come up. I told you one of the things that can literally happen to you, you can become all serious. What I mean, you can contact all set for just being beaten. Do you understand what I mean? Now, why will you understand some of the diseases to come into your life? You can have mental problems. For just being bitter. <laughs> Praise God. So, what did I say you must not do? Don't speculate. Is that okay? You insult me, finish. Not why did you insult me? I'm thinking you insulted me because the other day, because the other day. You understand what I'm saying? Don't speculate. The devil will give you enough room to keep on moving. And you are draining yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically. You get exhausted. You get tired literally because you are exerting energy in a negative direction. Hallelujah. Number four. It's part of what I said before. Recognize that you are human and it could probably hurt others too. That may warrant your being hurt. I may warrant them being hurt against you. Recognize that you are human. Give me Titus chapter 1. I mean chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 1 to 3. Okay, to 5. Let me see. Uh, praise the Lord. Titus 1. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good. Verse 2, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and to show through humility towards all men. Through humility towards all men. Every human being, you got to do that. What's the next thing? At this time, I mean, at one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasure. We live in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. So you see, you were involved in it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did, did you understand what I'm saying there? You had envy before. If you think you are free from it, you were in it, you hated people. So what are we saying? That somebody now hates you doesn't mean you have never hated people before. You have been hating people. That's what the Bible is saying. So having this consideration is enough for you to let go whatever problem it is. Because I once hate people. <laughs> I once lived in malice. You are not free from all of these things. So why do you think the person that is doing that is a bigger problem for you? No, 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 no. You've been there before. Paul said, you have lived this life before. That if you are free from it now, if you have lived this life before, then give consideration to other men. That though you are out of it now, they are just where you are coming from. Are we together? <laughs> Look at that. He said, at one time, we too were foolish so part of this thing we're talking about is foolishness. We too were fully disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasure. We lived in malice, 
we lived in envy, being hated, and hating one another. We lived in them. So don't think you are better than somebody else. Because they have been in your life before. If you think you are no longer having this now, oh, praise God. So the main reason why you have to give room for people who have it now. Because if God gave you the grace to finally repent of this, then he's going to give them grace to also repent of their own wickedness and hatred. Are you following me? That's why you give room. Number five. Overcoming the spirit of bitterness, number five. Don't repeat the stories of what happened to yourself or people. Don't repeat it. Don't repeat the stories of what happened. Why you now have the spirit of bitterness. Why people did what they did to you. Don't repeat the stories. You are injuring yourself. Your memory bank is what you are going to be playing from. You see what the scripture says, Philippians 4. If there's anything good, anything of praise, anything of virtue, think on these things. When you are repeating what people did to you, you can't be thinking positively anymore. Now, it's another way of saying don't store negative things in your memory bank. Don't allow that. Because if you find space where positive thought are supposed to be occupied. Are you with me? So, you click on your computer, for instance, to the memory bank. Every information you stored in there, does what? Pops up. So, what you store, <laughs> glory to God, what you store plays out when you click a button. That is why you can't store what people have done wrong to you. So, you keep repeating them. When you start repeating them, you click in the button, of opening up your computer hardcore and every information you store in there begin to pop up. Now it is you that have the problem. Praise God. Those negative thoughts for me, they are virus in your computer system. You need to clean them out. Amen. Are you listening to me? They are virus in your computer system. They are virus in your phone. Why they can't operate too well anymore. You need to clean them out. They are negative. You know, virus are kind of information or whatever files that are not needed. Negative thoughts are not needed in your system. They are virus. They drain you. They drain your life. They drain your energy. They shut you down from positive vibrations. You don't need them. That's why in the book of Psalms, the Bible will tell you, they that meditate upon the word of the Lord, they are now they shall be like a tree planted by what? Rivers of living water. Who lives never with us? Even in dry season, any tree by the river see have greenness on its life. I don't know if I get this. Those are those who meditate upon the word of God day and night. So if your meditation is repeating what people have done to you. You are releasing negative vibration within your system. You're draining your life. You're shutting down positive energy. That is why you can fall into sickness just with so much thoughts that are negative. Number six. 
take care of your hidden fears and doubts. I mean, don't try to imagine why it happened. These are negative fears and doubts. Somebody is, I mean, hurt you. And now you want to find out why. So, it's like saying, I think I can know why this person did this to me. Now, you're trying to make some calculations. You're trying to, you understand that? Praise God. You're trying to find reasons why the thing happened. It just happened. It could just be carelessness. It could just be, I mean, a mistake. You don't need to go into calculation or imaginations. You don't need that. Those are your fears and your doubts. So you come to the place. Yes, I know it, it must happen. They don't like me before. Yes, I know it must happen. I know. Since we started this, since I did this, I know, I know. You understand what I'm saying? You're trying to give reasons to yourself why that thing have happened. You don't need to do that. You'll be draining your life, draining the spiritual vitality you are supposed to be working with. You'll be draining the time and killing the seasons of your life. Isaiah will say, with joy shall you draw from the well of salvation. With joy. When joy is missing, tell me where the Holy Spirit comes into work. It's gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there with me? So take charge of your hidden fears and doubts. Take charge of them. Number seven. Deal with the case at hand and stop referencing the past. Deal with the issue. I mentioned this before. Deal with the issue at hand. What has happened? Deal with it right there. And stop referencing the past. Praise God. You know what I'm sharing with you will look like motivational speaking, but it's not in terms of so that you can become successful materially. But this is that you may become successful spiritually. You see what I mean? Praise God. So deal with the case at hand and stop referencing the past. Don't you ever do that. Something has happened, handle it right there. Don't reference the past. Don't go to anything, no, no, whatever. No, no. Don't do that. Number eight. Oh, I love this one. When I was studying yesterday. As a matter of fact, part of this came in while we were praying on Friday. You see that? Well, I was praying on Friday. So many things were just popping up right here. Number eight. Actually, it popped up while we were praying. Don't forget to forgive yourself. As you forgive your neighbor that hurt you. <laughs> this is crucial. Praise the Lord. Are you there? I'm going to see some more on this, but let's look at Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians 4 and verse 13. Don't forget to forgive yourself as you forgive your neighbor that hurt you. The reason is very important. We're going to come to that. But Ephesians 4.30 Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Look at verse 31. Get rid. This is it. 
get rid of what all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice, get rid of it. When you don't, you're shutting down the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. That is why you must forgive yourself. Hallelujah. So I said, don't forget to forgive yourself as you forgive your neighbor that do what? That hurt you. Because if you don't do that, you're shutting down the influence and the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. I hope somebody is thinking as I'm speaking. Is that okay? So sometimes you're wondering why the Holy Spirit is not functioning the way it's functioning before. It's because you have malice in your spirit, you have anger in your spirit, you understand that? Holy Spirit is not going to contend with that. You're shutting it down. So, what did I say? Forgive yourself. As you're forgiving the other person, forgive yourself, then you release the Holy Spirit again to wrong thoughts. Hallelujah. Praise God. Number nine, step into the moment to get better feelings. I like this. Step into the moment to get better feelings. That is to say, as you forgive yourself, step into a new season at that moment to get better feeling, to get joy. I mean, come to the place where you begin to smile, begin to laugh. And feel happy. Praise God. Now you can understand why Paul keep on saying, Rejoice. And I say what? Rejoice. Get into the moment of joy. Get out of heart. Get out of malice. Get out of envy. Get rid. That's what the Bible says. It's you to do it. And it's for your own good. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Get rid of all, not some, all forms of bitterness, all. Mark that in your Bible. <laughs> now, remember, it's saying you are seen with the Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. That means there is something in the future that is coming to you that God wants to do, but therefore don't shut the Holy Spirit down so that you don't have, I mean, when you do that, you can assess what God has for you. Until the day of redemption, freedom, there is something ahead that the Holy Spirit is taking us into. Now, the Holy Spirit is leading us to that dimension. When you keep malice, when you keep anger, when you keep bitterness, you're shutting down your own future experience in God. You can afford to do that. We just want spirits. So Paul is not joking when he says all of these things to people. I therefore urge every one of us to pay close attention. What did I say verse number 9? Or number 9? Verse number 9 according to the gospel of David. Step into the moment. Amen. Praise God. Are you sitting with me? Step into the moment to get better things. To think something good. To feel happy. To rejoice. Hallelujah. Why? Because you're forgiving the people and you're forgiving yourself. So now the joy of the Lord becomes what? Your strength. Step into a new season. Number 10. 
Don't stay too long and all alone by yourself to avoid unnecessarily being sorrowful. Don't stay too long. This one goes together with number one. Or can we call it verse number one? <laughs> Don't stay too long all alone. Hallelujah. Job chapter 7 verse number 16. Give it to me. Job 7 verse number 16. Praise God. Praise God. Are we here together? I love this. I despise my life. I will not live forever. Let me alone. My days have no meaning. That's it. <laughs> I don't want anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be alone. Man, you're draining your life. You're walking towards depression. You're walking from depression. You're thinking about suicide. You're just killing yourself. My life has no meaning. You see that? You enter a state of self-pity. And now you want pity party. You know what I mean, pity party? You want people to go sympathize with you. And Job said, no, listen. I'll decide my life. I will not live forever. Oh yes. Let me alone. My days have no meaning. You see that? <laughs> That's how we said at the beginning. Forgive yourself as you forgive those that do what? That hurt you. When you start using this kind of language for yourself, you know that man, <laughs> you've gone too far. Amen? So, don't try to be alone when you are walking in bitterness. That is why we say in the very beginning, get somebody to talk to. The more you are alone, the more wrong thoughts come to your mind. The more you say, what am I even living for? People don't like me. People hate me. So what is life? Life has no meaning. You start, you start calculating. You start drawing on your board why life has no meaning to you. Because you're all alone. Hmm? Hallelujah. Whew. Number 10. What number? Oh, okay, fine. Take it in. Acknowledge the reason why the problem exists and find solution to it by communicating with the person. Acknowledge the reason why the problem exists and find means to communicate with the person. Get in touch with the person that hurt you. There could be a reason why he did what he did. So, get involved. What's the next thing I want to share with you? What number do you say I am now? 11 now. Good. Step on the right path to just, I mean, stop on the right path to justify yourself because you may not see what the problem is that may lead to the situation. What I mean is this. Don't try to justify yourself. Why somebody hurt you? Because you may not know why, in the true sense, the person hurt you. Amen? Praise the Lord. So it's important you don't justify yourself. You understand what I mean? Yeah. In trying to justify yourself, you'll be written out with a lot of reasons why the person have done to you what the person did to you. 
Stop justifying yourself. You see, when I said in the beginning, don't forget to forget, I mean to forgive yourself as you forgive those that hurt you. Because the Bible says love your neighbor as you do what? As you love yourself. So if you can love your neighbor as you love yourself and you want to forgive your neighbor who has hurt you, you must also have to forgive yourself. Did you get that? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So forgive your neighbor as you forgive yourself. <laughs> Did you get that? That's the point. That is the way it works. If you must love your neighbor, you're going to love yourself. We said that before here. So if you are loving yourself, beautiful. That means you're loving your neighbor. Now if you're forgiving your neighbor, don't forget to do what? forgive yourself. And when you forgive yourself, you can't remember what your neighbor have done to you. That's why I express love. Are we still here? Let me round up reading message translation. Hebrews 12 verse 14. If God calls us back to this again, or oh fine, we'll take it up. But I would like to shut it down today. You go back and read and listen to all of the tapes again. Hebrews 12, 14, message translation. Walk at getting along with each other and with God. Walk. This is something to do. This is an assignment. It's not talking about thinking it. It's talking about walking it out. It's a job you have to do. Work at getting along. Work at your salvation. Work to enter into the rest of God. There are specific things God asks us to do. When it comes to work. When you work, you labor. When you're laboring, you are the one exerting energy. Is that okay? Right. So, it doesn't have to do with the person that have hurt you. God is saying, you take responsibility to solve the problem. Work at getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you will not get so much as a glimpse of God. That is why in the King James, take the King James and we'll come back here. King James says, Follow peace with all men, and all in without which no man shall do what? Shall see God. What's the next thing? Looking diligently. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. So, you see, what you do in verse 14 retains the grace of God in your life. And what is that? Men. That means you lose grace when you lose relationship with people. Praise God. Are you with me? <laughs> you lose the grace of God when you lose your relationship with people. Somebody said, but I need to keep a distance from some people. Oh yes, agree, that's wisdom. Somebody also wants to keep a distance from you. Do you understand that? No, it's as simple as that. You want to keep a distance from Mr. A and Mr. B also want to keep a distance from you. At the end of the day, you're going to be alone. Keep on keeping distances. Instead of doing that, go back 
So I say translation. Instead of doing that, walk, walk, walk. Amen. Walk out, getting along with each other. Walk on that instead of keeping your distance. Do you understand this? This is what retains God's grace in your life. Praise the Lord. Walk out, getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you will never get so much as a glimpse of God. To even see God be difficult. You know what it means to glimpse? To spy out God will be difficult because you're not getting along with people. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so verse 15 again. Make sure no one gets left out of God's generosity, the message of God. Keep a sharp eye out for weeds of bitter discontent. Watch out for bitterness. If it's springing out, a thistle or two gone to weed can ruin a whole garden in no time. You are God's garden. First Corinthians 3 verse 9. The Bible says we are God's garden. You say this weed will grow and destroy the entire system. The whole of your life can be ruined by the spirit of bitterness. And God is saying, come out of that. Take this right from the amplifier. Let's see what it says. Hallelujah. Amplify. Exercise foresight. Be on the watch to look after one another. To see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace. His all merited favor and spiritual blessing. In order that no root of resentment, rancor, bitterness or hatred should forth and cause trouble and bitter torment and the many became contaminated and defiled by it. You can allow that. Watch out. So anytime the spirit of bitterness is coming in, hey, 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 what do you do? Take your matchet, clear the grass. Don't allow the weed to grow to destroy the garden. Hallelujah. I don't want you to live a free life. I want you to be happy. We got to be happy. Hallelujah. We got to have the peace that God is giving to us. We got to rejoice in the presence of the Holy Spirit. We can allow anything because a man to shut down the flow of God's grace in our life. We can afford to do that. Let's be happy. And what the world says, rejoice. And I say what? Rejoice. Come on, stand up everybody. Rejoice. That's what the world says. Be happy. Anytime, be happy. No matter what is going on, be happy. That's how you retain the energy of God. Step into the keyboard, somebody. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.